0: grace and peace to you this morning in the name of our lord and savior jesus christ amen we're going to hope that my voice will hold out i feel like it's beginning to go but if it does that's okay janice says she can finish the sermon for me no problem when i was a child one of my mother's favorite books to read to me was alexander and the no good terrible very bad day you know this book Right? Alexander and the no good, terrible, very bad day is all about this young boy named Alexander who has one of those days that we all have from time to time where everything seems to go wrong and we read that all the time as I was growing up I loved it, my mom loved it well, at one point when I was at school I was having one of those days one of those days that we all have a terrible, no good, very bad day and everything just kept going wrong and towards the end of the day, we were outside at recess, and we were playing kickball. We had this little corner of, of the outside play area that we would play kickball in. Uh, and, and most times at recess, we did. We gathered out there. We split off into teams in the way that you'll do as kids this age. And my team was up to bat. It was my turn. And so I reared back, and, and the pitcher drew back, and he rolled the ball at me. And I came at it full steam, and I went full on Charlie Brown. Right, I missed the ball entirely, and my feet went just right up over my head, flat down onto my back. Terrible, no good, very bad day. But I immediately bounced up onto my feet and said, Do over. And it was all okay. I would gotten up fast enough and I had said do over fast enough that we just started all over again. Isn't that wonderful? I can't count the number of times as an adult that I have wished I could come to the end of a day and just say, do over! And wipe the slate clean. And do it all over again. You've never had those days, have you? Right? Where where you knew that if you could just go back, you would make different decisions, you would do different things, and the day would just turn out entirely different. Peter was having a terrible, no good, very bad day. Right? I can't imagine the weight that Peter is carrying around. If you remember the story, right? they finish dinner and Jesus is arrested. And between the time that Jesus is arrested and the time that he is crucified, before the sun even comes up, in that time... Peter 3, not once, but three times, denies even knowing Jesus. Doesn't want to have anything to do with him. You were with this guy, weren't you? Nope, never heard of the guy. Jesus who? Who are you talking about? Three times. Denies him three times and then has to live with the reality of his death. Of course, the resurrection has happened before. For this point that we get to today, Jesus has appeared to them in the upper room a couple of different times. But Peter and Jesus haven't really talked up till now. I got to imagine that Peter is kind of tense. That Peter is kind of worried. I mean, think about it. The guy comes back from the dead and you've denied him three times. If Jesus is anything like anyone else in the world, Peter is in trouble. Deny me, will you? leave me to hang and die will you I'm back right and it's an Arnold Schwarzenegger moment right I'll be back Jesus is back Peter's in trouble I gotta imagine he's been carrying this around this whole time the guilt of his denial the fear over what might happen when Jesus comes back the knowledge that he betrayed his best friend And so Jesus comes back again, and he meets him on the seashore. And I've always said, you know, I sure am glad that we didn't wind up with fish as a part of our sacrament. Because Jesus comes back over and over again, and they have fish for breakfast. And I'm really glad that I don't have to have fish at 8 o'clock on Sunday morning. But he comes back, and they're out fishing, and they have breakfast there on the beach. And after breakfast, Jesus pulls Peter aside. And notice at this point, he doesn't call him Peter. not even call him Simon Peter. Simon, son of John, come here. David Lee Hansen, get down here. Simon, son of John, do you love me? Three times. Simon, son of John, do you love me? Simon, son of John, do you love me? An exact mirror to the three times that Peter denies Jesus. Three times he gets asked the question, Simon, son of John, do you love me? Feed my sheep. There's a forgiveness in this that's hard for us to imagine. An opportunity for Peter to wipe the slate clean. An opportunity for Peter to stand up and say, do over. And it has to do not with Jesus just saying, hey, it's all okay. Oh, it's water under the bridge. Forgive and forget. No, instead, Jesus turns to Peter and says, okay, if you love me, then feed my sheep. If you want the slate wiped clean, then do something. If you want a do over, then do something. Feed my sheep. Simon, son of John, do you love me? Feed my sheep. Now we tend to think of love as this kind of ethereal thing, right? You can't really put your finger on love. You can't really define love. You can't really all the time describe love. To which our gospel says, yes, you can. Love isn't about your head or your heart. although Those things matter. But it's about what you do. It's about how you live. It's about how you act. Do you love me? Then feed my sheep. And that's how Peter wipes the slate clean. And that's how Peter gets his do-over. But he's not the only one that we get today. We also got to hear the story of Saul of Tarsus. And I love this story of Saul of Tarsus on the road to Damascus. And Saul is traveling down the road of Damascus and I love the words that Luke uses to describe this in the book of Acts. And he was breathing hate and murder. I've breathed hate and murder. To be honest, it kind of feels good sometimes, doesn't it? (laughs) Once you get really worked up and mad and upset at somebody. It kind of through your, You clench your jaw, clench your teeth, and it kind of creeps through as you're... Yeah? And Paul, Saul is breathing hate and murder when he is struck down. He sees the risen Jesus, and he's struck down off of his horse. Think of that old song, right? Blinded by the light. Paul is blinded by the light. And he's taken. Ananias takes him into Damascus and it seems like Ananias didn't want this job either. Would you really want the job of taking care of the guy who'd been sent to murder you? But Ananias takes this job and he takes him into Damascus and he teaches Paul and and he baptizes Paul. And Paul is changed. And he's changed not by nice words, although Paul has written and said some very nice words over the course of his life, but by what he does. He gets up and he begins to proclaim Jesus Christ as the Son of God. And the last little line of that reading this morning, And all who heard him were amazed. And all who heard him were amazed. And what sort of things was he saying to proclaim Jesus Christ as the Son of God? Well, we heard them as John was reading from 1 Corinthians. Love. Love is patient. Love is kind. Love is action. Love is taking care of people. Love is doing. risen to new life, brought up out of the empty tomb, Jesus Christ offers to each one of us a clean slate. Jesus Christ offers to each one of us a chance to wipe it all clean. Jesus Christ offers to each one of us a do-over. David Lee Hansen, get over here. Do you love me? Do you love me? And he asks each of us, do you love me? What are you going to do about it? Feed my sheep. Feed the hungry. Love the unlovable. Take care of the lonely. Do you love me? Then feed my sheep. And it builds then, as it did for Paul. Paul had a lifetime of breathing hate and murder. But day by day, moment by moment, he lived this life of love that transformed him. And that's what we are called to. To wipe the slate clean, moment by moment, day by day, week by week, month by month, year by year, to act in love, to feed God's sheep each and every day until they pile up and change the world. Until they pile up and scream out God's love moment by moment, day by day, year by year. That's how we do it. That's how we change. That's how we transform. It's not anything mysterious. You pick up your foot and you set it down one foot at a time, one step at a time, one act of love and kindness at a time. And you move down the road a step at a time, an act of love and kindness at a time. Do you love me? Jesus wants to know. Yes, worship. Sing beautiful songs. Come to church. But live your life. Above all else, live your life in love. Feed my sheep. Jesus stands before us as he invites us to his meal of grace this day. And he asks, Do you love me?